0: What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the beyond red podcast this week I was joined by three of the members from an awesome band here in utah called LaRusso. I said, LaRusso is a local band here to Utah. These guys have been playing music for quite a while now. They've released quite a bit of awesome music. And I've actually been following them for many years, about 13 years in fact. And uh, I think you guys are going to really, really dig this episode. But before we jump in, first little thing is uh, a family emergency came up at the end of this episode. So it will cut out abruptly and I apologize about that. I'll make sure to get these guys back on the show. So we can finish talking, but I wanted to post it anyway because these guys are super awesome. They've got a new album out, and I want you guys to check that out. But once again, I do have social media, so check me out on Facebook at uh, Beyond Rad Podcast, on Instagram on Beyond Rad Podcast or Mr. Rad Chad, and Twitter at Mr. Rad and without further ado, let's just jump right on in.
1: Well, thank you guys for joining me for the podcast. Um,
0: I'm joined by three of the
1: members of LaRusso, a local Utah Salt Lake City band. Um, if you guys want to just introduce yourself, start with you, Justin, and kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself, about what you do in the band, and we'll go from there.
2: I'm Justin. I do drums, um, also uh, do a lot of production as well. Started off on metal and found my way into the alternative world and have been in LaRusso for about five years now. Awesome. And I'm
3: Aaron. Um, I sing guitar, bass, and piano. Um, I've been in LaRusso for, since its inception in 2004, so 14 long years, and uh, been loving it ever since.
4: Uh, I go by Fizzy, and I play guitar on the new record. Uh, for previous records, i played bass. But we decided we were gonna switch it up a little bit and uh, add some new flavors. So hey, you
1: gotta do it, man. You gotta you gotta make sure that you keep keep variety, keep it keep Absolutely. it fresh.
3: Keep it fresh, exactly.
1: I, I really dig this new record, honestly. So I actually kind of want to start there because um, by the time this drops, you will have already had your CD release show. But I was kind of surprised by the release. I don't know if you guys like we're just kind of like hype, like trying to trick people because it was like. is like the expected release date, and then, what was it, last Friday, the June, whatever day that was, it drops. And I was like, oh, that's out of nowhere. So what kind of,
3: you guys just decided you want to get the music out there or what? We did. So our last effort, Life in Static, we had the uh, opportunity and the ability to play a lot of those songs before that record came out. So by the time we were playing them at the release show and people were to hear the recordings, they already knew those songs. Yeah. We didn't really have that going for us this time around, so we wanted to be able to play all of the new songs, but we didn't want people just to be like, "Oh, this is another new song." Just kind of. I don't know this song. I don't only know this be song.
1: listening, not actually yep. singing so back we had at you. Gotcha. A, uh,
3: listening party for some of our closest friends and family. Okay. And then uh, so that was really cool to give them the first taste of the record, and then just be like, "Yeah, surprise tomorrow." It's like boom here it is. (laughs) we we had talked about that that was strategic for us so we had designed it exactly to to do that well that's cool
1: yeah because like i said it kind of just it caught me off guard because i was like i was just looking through the new music and then i saw your album and i was like wait a minute (laughs) I, uh, I was following you, and I was like, that that was supposed to be later this yeah. month, which, you know, I'm 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 very calculated, like, tomorrow, uh, or not tomorrow, on Friday, like, Mayday Parade's new album drops, and I'm like, I, like, I get myself yep. hyped and yep. stoked for things, and so I was like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get ready for I so I was listening to you guys' old stuff, and then it was already yep. the new stuff, so it was perfect. It, it's good for someone like me, who likes to listen to it anyway, um, but that's cool, I like that strategy, because, um, that's one of the, my favorite things about going to a live show, right? Is like belting the lyrics exactly. back and dancing around. Cause yep. there's a lot more energy when you actually kind of feel invested as a fan. Definitely. Cause as you see on my hat, I went to the newfound glory concert last week mm-hmm. and, um, and it's just like, it was so fun, like seeing these bands and it was like, I had a lot of fun for the first three musicians, you know, William Ryan key, the movie Live Bayside, great bands. Um, William Ryan key. I know the songs, but I didn't know him super well. Yeah. And so I didn't get to sing a whole lot, but the Newfound glory comes and it's like the energy just, obviously they were the headliner too, but it, the energy is kind of lifts because yeah. everyone's able to, to participate and kind of make the concert better. And so that's cool. So you guys are doing, um, like I said, uh, by the time this drops, you guys will have already done your, your CD release show. Um, where is it at again?
2: Uh, it's Metro Music Hall.
1: That's the one just right around the, com- f- the corner from the complex. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So, um, so, you told us um, that you've been with the band for 14 years. So little funny, funny side bit here. Um, I thought I had played a, sh- a show with these guys um, about 13 years ago. So back when I was 17 years old, I played a show with Ann Arbor LaRusso and um, the uh, Somerset and in I, Alaska. And it was like this, it was like this culmination moment for me where I would played like this show with, a, with these bands that I looked up to and, and it was like two local artists, you guys and, and me. And um, the funny thing is you guys don't have it, don't remember, but for me it was like so huge. And so it's kind of funny to like kind of see you guys have been doing music since then. I kind of fizzled off and did a bunch of other stuff and so for me that was like the max, and now you guys are like, yeah, I'm, we're releasing, what is this, your sixth? Eighth. eighth album that's fantastic that's super cool
3: eight, yeah i think it, it i think it's eight yeah, yeah.
1: that's awesome see yeah. and so so i just i'm pumped for you guys that's super cool oh thanks man um so just to kind of give us a, a background how did the band come to be how did Larusso start
3: so um way back when i was just starting in high school um, my little brother in junior high was in a band called the marshmallows okay they were a ska band and they
4: dude ska's making a comeback yeah
3: they were (laughs) amazing they were so so good and uh they were really really popular um the old junction venues um at trolley square and cottonwood mall they used to just sell those places out easy awesome and uh around you know college when a lot of the guys the lds guys go on missions. So, you know, all the brass guys and everybody they went on their mission. Yeah, cuz they're so. all the
1: nerds in the in the in like jazz band and stuff, right? <laughs> like that was a lot of my, I had a lot of like the jazz band nerd friends in high school. So, it's it's funny like yeah. those are the, those are the guys like you see them literally walking down the halls and they've got like, they almost are like dancing to ska music while they walk.
3: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, stinking, go on. Stinking. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the term. I used to always call it that, but I never yeah. knew that was the I actual think, term. Yeah,
3: absolutely. I think it, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't completely sure, so I didn't want to say. Yeah. <laughs> didn't um, want to sound like a noob, you know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, go
3: on, sorry. So when they all left on their mission, my brother really spearheaded, you know, with the drummer, uh, the singer-guitar player, and the bass player, like, hey, let's – let's keep going let's keep doing this yeah and they all agreed and then right around that same time too my old band members were going on their missions and we were at the time sharing a PA in my parents basement so we were all practicing in the same spot all the gear was in the same spot yeah and uh, so my brother no I actually asked my brother like hey like would you guys if you need another guitar player like I'm here and he said actually our guitar player singer really has always wanted to focus on singing yeah come on i be the guitar player so cool
1: so that was the start of Larusso. Yep. It was a family band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
3: guess you could say that. Yeah, contact.
1: and so and so, um, you know, Justin, you said that was like way before your time. So for the current setup of the band, obviously you change things up between you two switching guitar and bass and things like that. But in terms of like the current um, lineup, how long has the current Larusso lineup
3: been a thing?
2: Would have been five years right before we went on the last yeah. tour yeah.
3: Justin is the most recent in okay. this current lineup cool cool yeah. so
1: um, what kind of plans do you guys have i mean i um listening to the new album it sounds like there's some schooling still involved in in lives um in terms of uh it's always sunny in salt lake city you know you're talking about not wanting to you know you're you're not wanting to go to school you're not wanting to do the projects not wanting to do the work maybe that's just reminiscing back on past time in school or maybe you're still in school so what's kind of going on right now with the going forward with the band
4: Um, so going forward with the band, uh, I'm actually leaving, uh, the band, this is going to be the last show. Oh, uh, snap. Oh man. And after being in the band eight years, it's a fairly big move. Yeah, for sure. It's a big Um, change in life for sure. Yeah. So like, I hope the best for these guys. I mean, they've put in so much work and we've put in so much work together and it's almost like a family coming apart. Yeah. Um, at this point, because I know these people better than I know, you know. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: you spend so much time as as bandmates, I mean, practicing, writing, producing, I mean, the whole process is so huge, so.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, from here, I think, Push the album as hard as we can i know gonna focus a lot on getting on spotify playlists and hopefully yeah for sure and that's how music is progressing right nobody's yeah. listening to cds yeah it's and...
1: definitely different for yeah. sure i mean i i've got i'm i'm a physical cd guy not because of actually like listening to it on that but because that's where i like to support bands yeah um i i have gone in the past like purchasing on itunes and stuff but for me If I'm gonna purchase it, I want something tangible. And so I go for a physical CD, like, I've got my William Ryan Key um, EP sitting over there because it arrived in the mail the other day, and I wanted to support him, I don't know if you know, that's the old lead singer of Yellow Card, you know. And so, and so like, um, for me, it was like, that's, those kinds of purchases, I'm gonna start going to the purchases of vinyl, just because I feel like vinyl's so cool, like, Mm Obviously, like that's super hipster to say, but <laughs> but I, I think it's cool. I like it the idea, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's so cool, you know, and especially cool. now they've got so many custom vinyls and stuff too, like mm-hmm. all the different designs and stuff. But I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's all about trying to get on those playlists, trying to get on the, you know, the new trending pop punk or alternative or whatever playlists. And the cool thing about your guys' music is it can fit into a lot of playlists. Um, not saying that like you sold out and did a bunch of other things, but it was—it's just that stylistically, you guys have written a great album that that can fit a lot of different people's moods, which I think is really cool. Especially with this new album, um, where you guys have used to be a lot more punk rock, pop punk style, and now you've kind of evolved, like most people do. You've kind of adapted to growing up and have uh, maybe I guess maybe you guys could kind of chime in on that as well but kind of matured as your sound you know over the years
2: yeah definitely um you know I've, I feel like there's this really kind of polarized opinion of when bands change their sound up it's either that like they took a risk and flopped or like they sold out and went mainstream we, it was really organic for us with the process we wanted to do something different and we wanted to do something accessible but we still wanted it to be very notably LaRusso yeah um, it was very much about pushing our own musical boundaries, and um, you know, kind of trying to check those boxes of things we've always wanted to mess with or experiment, yeah. and never have before. Work with a producer that could help us push those boundaries. Which um, Jeff Schnyder, I'm not sure if you ever listened to Number One Gun. Oh yeah. Um, but he was uh, their singer, and he's now oh. uh, a fantastic electronic artist. Yeah, dude. By Lael now. Yeah, uh, and that's why we wanted to work with him, is because it was a lot about pushing boundaries. Um, a lot about pushing boundaries yeah.
1: that's I mean, cool though i love i love this so let's go a little bit more into that that pushing of those boundaries
4: so uh the first thing so we scheduled the time to go produce with jeff and we had demoed out the entire record beforehand and what
1: you guys thought it was going to sound like basically right yeah and kay.
4: uh so the first thing he does is listens to the record and he's like okay where I don't want to do any real drums on this record, I want to program <laughs> all of the drums. And this is three days before we go travel uh, to California to okay. go visit him, and uh, <laughs> it was it was this huge argument. Like Justin and I were on the board, like. Drums have soul. So was
1: he, was he thinking of sampling or doing all electronic style too?
2: Well, uh, the cool thing, uh, about it was that, uh, we actually did end up doing a couple of tracks completely live drums just because there are still limitations on yeah a lot of like really subtle things that you can do on the drums. And we did a lot of, um, live symbol recording as well, but a lot of that, and you'll actually find this, um, with a lot of producers, um, especially for the big label bands is, you know, the idea is you're working with a producer that's, you know, going to be good at engineering and mixing, but also actually, you know, produce producing, producing, yeah. You know, rewriting the songs, restructuring them and the really unique ability it gives you when you're kind of sampling out everything is that they can go back and restructure it without yeah. having to completely retake anything. But it was a really cool process because I got to basically sit down with Jeff um, on this keyboard and sample everything and rewrite all the drum parts. And it makes you Really think kind of holistically how your part plays into everything. Yeah. structure it and still give it its own kind of unique sound, so it's not pulling that musical element out of it. Yeah. But it's still giving you a lot more uh, dynamic ability from the production end.
1: That's really cool because that's that's something um, I haven't really thought a whole lot about. Like in I I recently watched um, the Hawthorne Heights. Like they have a documentary about their Bad Frequencies new album that they released. And, um, there was just this little tiny, this little tiny snippet from the producer that said, you know, or we did all the drums in a, it was like two days or whatever. The drummer went through and just knocked it out. He's like, but of course I sampled it so I could fix things or, or add things or do this and that without him knowing. Right. Cause as a producer, that's, that's something that I find interesting because you said it was kind of an all out brawl. A lot of times there's Um, you choose a producer because of what they can do, right? You choose someone because they have a talent that you may not have, or they may have a vision that you may not fully understand yet. But there's also the fact that you are artists and you have a vision. And so how did you guys kind of come to terms and, and come to that conclusion of how to make this work with, uh, with the producer?
2: I think ultimately what we landed on was, um, you know, (laughs) we're gonna travel if we're going to you know put the time and resources into working with someone that we honestly feel is going to make the record better then you know let's let's give it a shot let's trust him and you know let's also have a backup let's not assume the worst just like you know if we don't like how this turns out you know we can take this approach this approach but like for all intents and purposes let's kind of hand over the reins and see how it goes and like i said a couple of them ended up hybrid but yeah and So the first song we
4: recorded when we got there is All of Me. Okay. And first thing he does, sits us down... He plays a bunch of just heavy synth music. He's like, <laughs> "Okay, you you hear this? This is what we're gonna do." And at that point, it was kind of this like. So
1: maybe he was maybe he was because because you know the art of negotiating, right? Like, there's the tactic of you go all you go all the way high. As a sales guy, you say this is the lowest I can go, and it's this really ridiculously high price. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, "No, this is all, the highest I can go," and it's a ridiculously low price. And so maybe he was coming at you with this like, "This is what we're gonna do" to kind of at least. Get you guys budging away from your initial idea.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I mean so he laid down this simple synth layer and essentially was like, Okay Justin, remember the drums you did for this? Forget them. You're gonna rewrite them right now. So he Justin rewrote that and then he you know, tosses me a guitar and he's like, Okay, rewrite the guitar part. Oh my gosh. And so rewrote all of the guitar on the fly. Um, we rewrote all of the bass on the fly and then it was a totally different feel, gave it back to Aaron and he's like, okay the way is... you sing it, forget it forget it <laughs> 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 but that has to be one of my favorite songs on the record because it just came like from such a different place and because of that um, that's actually partially where our album title came from, If This Is The Way yeah, was like if, this, if is, this is the, way, this is we're going, the way we're going, we're doing yeah. it. Yeah. You're, you're at that fork in. in the road, right. right?
1: You're like, do we just, we, we've produced a lot of music in the past. We've been successful with it, but are we really ready and willing? If this is the way we got to we got to take that leap, exciting, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that I find <laughs> so interesting. Cause, um, um, one of my favorite musicians of all time, Stephen Christian from Anne Berlin, mm. um, he uh, he posted forever, forever ago. He posted kind of like the trajectory of a band. Right. And it, it kind of showed three different routes. It was never get off the ground because you're copying someone else. It's you get off the ground because you have something so great. So that's those are the two initial paths. Right. Is you get off the ground and you're kind of flying and it's stay the same crash into the ground and then it's evolve over time and quote unquote, sell out, which a lot of fans will think, but you evolve as you evolve. And as you produce music that, that is matching kind of your, your life now, because that's the thing that a lot of people, a lot of times when kids say you sold out or whatever, it's because they're not kind of maturing like you guys are in the same rate or the same paths in life, especially, I mean, the 20, like during the twenties, you know, like between 20 and and 30 years old there's so much change that happens in life and so it's like you can't expect yourself to say the same and so i've i've gotten to the point where i don't expect bands to say the same and i actually really really appreciate bands that take chances a great band that did a great job at taking chances with punchline on their newest album so different than back when i first started listening to them with 37 and everything or 37 everything what?
3: 37 everywhere.
1: Everywhere. That's what it is. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's so different, but it's so fantastic still. And I, 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 that's kind of what I felt like with your guys's music. So I'm, I honestly, I really like the the evolution of, of your guys's music. I think it's fantastic. And this album has been really enjoyable for me to listen to. So props to you guys and thank props you. to him for helping you because yeah, it turned out really well. Thank you. Well,
2: um, yeah, go on. It's hard from a creative standpoint too, to write the same record so many times, like there's only so many ways you can revamp that same kind of fundamental style. I mean, it's creatively tiring to do that when you start listening, like have I written this riff before? Have we done this structure before? Have we done this breakdown before? Um, I think that's a lot of what facilitated kind of the boundary pushing too. It's how many times do you want to rewrite a drive through records album?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, Those were some of my favorite. Still, I look back at those albums, so those are still my favorites, right? Mm -hmm. But... I don't expect that same sound out of those same bands now. I love what Ace Enders has done with all of his different projects and Early November still developing and now managing another band that's doing a very fantastic job called Dry Jackets that's that's mm-hmm. doing a similar style, similar sound that's being managed by one of the members of Early November. And so I I love what that music has created and what what it did for me, like shaped me as a as like a, a music listener. But I agree, man. Like you, you can't just, you can't just rehash that same old thing. And honestly, I actually, I think that's a really good transition. Cause I, as I listened through the album, I kind of looked at like the different songs and looked at the different things. And I kind of thought to myself, honestly, I thought I was only going to be sitting down with Justin. So I only prepared myself for that. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, with, um, save your breath. I, um, that's a little bit more upbeat one, right? I'm trying to make <laughs> sure I'm remembering yep, the right yep. song, but I listened to the drum parts in there and I was like, I feel like this was Justin saying, I really just want to have, like, a ton of fun on the drums. (laughs) And it came out in that song. Is that accurate?
2: Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because of all the songs that we did live sampling on, that was actually the one song that was completely raw um, live drums. It was uh, so... I, I
1: loved listening to that one just because as I've grown and as I've listened to music a lot more, I've started to appreciate the simple things. And I've got, I I, I've talked about this a lot, but I've got a dad who is a drummer. I've got a brother who is a drummer. I've got a brother-in-law who's a fantastic drummer. Um, not that the other two aren't good, but my brother-in-law is like really good. Um, and so I understand like the minds of drummers a lot more than someone who maybe hasn't worked with drummers a lot. Um, but I don't have that mind of a drummer, but that that song right there, I was like, that's that's a drummer's song. like That was like you coming in and saying, I'm laying it down. I'm putting it all out there. This is going to be my song. And I, I I don't know, maybe that's just my interpretation, but that's what it felt like to me.
2: Well, Fizzy gave me a lot of room on that, actually, because I, I would say the development of this sound actually probably started as far back as like Fever, because we took a move towards like, let's take it from the pop punk to like a bluesier, groovier kind of vibe, almost like a nod towards um like I don't know a Queens of the Stone era Royal Blood kind of sound yeah. quite as heavy but um, and, and Fizzy just wrote this catchy little riff that sort of had a nod towards Anne Berlin and it just developed from there and of course the rest of the sound sort of took a completely different direction. Yeah. That bluesy sort of groovy style does give the rhythm section a ton of room to work with. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, I've noticed a few dance beats in there Mm -hmm. that type thing and it kind of, it just, it's cool because like I said, like through the album, it's fun for me because I love kind of meandering through the album going from first to the last of start to finish. And it's really fun in this album because it goes through so many different styles within the same album and it still feels very cohesive. So once again, props, I liked it. Um, (laughs) but, um, tell me a little bit about that process of like writing an album, putting it together. Cause each band has like, you know, some people just say, Hey, we just kind of throw stuff on the wall and see what sticks. And they're really good at that. Some bands are very structured and say, we're sitting down, we're writing, we schedule time. How do you guys go about like writing music and putting it together?
3: It's actually a really loose process, um, after we released Life and Static we had a lot of free time, of course there was staying tight with everything we needed to for the shows that we had scheduled, but yeah. we didn't really play a whole lot of shows, especially in the last year, so we really just would all meet up and then we would just start jamming, there's some songs like, um, Worst of Me, mm-hmm. that was like Fizzy, come up with a riff. <laughs> impress me right now, <laughs> and he pressures was, on man. He and he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write us a Chainsmokers song. Like I don't even know who that is. So I found out who the Chainsmokers were that night too. But he just wrote that like, oh, that's awesome. Okay, now let's build on that. Let's build on that. The so Chainsmokers
1: just, is kind of one of my like guilty pleasures. Oh, sure. I love listening okay. to them. Absolutely. Like super cool music. And I feel like those guys didn't have EDM roots. I feel like they must have had roots somewhere else because they kind of changed that genre a yeah. bit. And I like, yeah, like it. Their but
3: drops are just, yeah. Yeah, but
1: anyway, go on. Sorry, I apologize. That was no, just No, me. you're good. That's my <laughs> little tangent. That's my little ADD right there. But no, anyway, going back no. onto, onto so, course. So, I mean, we all
3: <laughs> individually write songs and bring them to the table. And so we'll, you know, work on those. If we get stuck on something, we'll bring something else in. And then sometimes, you know, all of our songs are kind of creatively, we reach a dead end. So, and that's when we're like, Fizzy, do something. So, sometimes... (laughs) So, things
1: are really going to change a lot with you leaving then. Things are kind of going to have... You're going to have to kind of deep dig within yourselves a little bit more, huh?
3: Yep. (laughs) Fortunately, I've been able to observe him and learn from him from like... Which, eight years? Yep. Like eight years. So, that was a privilege to be able to do that. So, not that I could ever replace him, but I might be able to...
1: Take uh, the knowledge, exactly young Padawan. Right. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's that's something that I always find interesting. Is is a lot of times um, in the early stages of a band, there's constant changes with the band members and constant kind of influx. Right. Things are. It's very very fluid, but as you guys as a band kind of starts getting its groove and starts kind of finding its sound things start settling in really hard. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, I mean, eight years, it's a long time to be with time. the same group of guys. And especially in a band, I feel like there's a lot more emotions going into it. I mean, you're putting your emotions into everything, all the instruments, all the lyrics into the live shows. There's a lot of emotion there. And that builds a stronger connection, a stronger bond with one another. And so I find it um, very interesting with bands like I said, once they find that sound, that's their family, you know, that's the, the group now. And so, um, I, I kind of what the, with the plans going forward, are you still planning on continuing creating music mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. okay, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so fizzy, what's your plans going forward then?
4: Um, you know, I, I'm still going to play music. That's you You're, it's in your yeah
1: anymore. it's in your blood obviously um, it sounds like you were a lot of like the heart of of like the musical side of things <laughs> yeah. in terms of of like the writing process right. yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, obviously it's in your blood
4: um, <laughs> yeah but moving on I think I'm gonna start doing like lately I've been really inspired like by Bon Iver uh, okay ben Howard um, maybe even like kind of get this minimalist uh, this will destroy you vibe cool and um working on an album right now called Summit Logs. Okay. That's inspired by different summits around the world and cool. each one awesome I man portray that so. well that's rad
1: i love that style of music i'm a huge fan of bon ivor i'm also a huge fan of uh, joshua radin mm-hmm. who's got that minimalist style and william Fitzsimmons, yeah. and um peter bradley adams um a lot of fantastic just phenomenal musicians jose gonzalez oh, um and second so to
4: none. <laughs> what was that second to none
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so i i completely understand where you're coming from and and um I, I, I think that's awesome, um, and I wish you the best of luck. I'll, I'll have to, Thank you me. know, once the CD releases, I'll definitely give it a listen. I think that'll be awesome. Um, but that's, was it kind of just like you felt like it was your time to just kind of start pursuing that full time? Because, I mean, obviously that's what happened with Bleachers and Fun, sure. right? I mean, like, he he's like, all right, Fun. He came from a different band right. to create Fun, and now he says, all right, it's time Jefferson. for Bleachers, which Bleachers I like way more than Fun. Right. But hopefully i i mean i still like your guys and stuff too i'm just i just uh, <laughs> no i'm just i just curious though just like it's, what the?
4: it's mostly inspired by uh my girlfriend getting in, into grad school oh okay in albuquerque oh cool man so uh oh man
1: new mexico following if, if there's any listeners in new mexico <laughs> that was probably the hardest state for me to ever drive through. So okay. I was living down in Houston <laughs> mm. and to come back and visit family here in Utah, we have to drive through like all of New Mexico. It's like 12 or 14 hours in Jeez. New Mexico and it's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Albuquerque is a cool city though. Yeah. When you, when you go there, go to ice school, Scream! Okay, it's uh, it's like right off the freeway. It's like this little ice cream parlor, dude. The guy is super rad, and the ice cream is super good. Hell yeah! <laughs> so definitely check that place out. I can but, do that. But anyway, kind of jumping back to LaRusso. Um, sorry, the little bit. Of, I, I'm a I'm a huge tangent person. Yeah. I I jump all over the place. But um, so, I mean, with with 14 years writing music, um, how have you kind of noticed within your own mind? Um, the evolution right like so we talked about the evolution of music, but how has that kind of manifest in your mind as you're writing music? Have you like did you tangibly notice or, or like physically notice? Okay, this is going to be different or was it like you gradually were writing music and then realized oh this is different than I used to write How did that process go?
3: Yeah, there are a few times where I really made a conscious decision to for example lyrically be like I'm gonna stop being so metaphorical here I'm not gonna be so abstract, I'm gonna say exactly what I mean. Because noticing how music is nowadays, like, you know, I walk into the club, I order a drink, I'm hitting on it's like, oh he walked into a club, he got a drink, he started hitting on girls. I know. I know exactly, exactly what, what happened what just barely. Sony you know, a great example. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not to that extreme so much, but I made an effort on a few songs lyrically to be a little more direct like that. Uh, for example, it's always sunny, and Sully saying, like, everybody has woken up and like no. No, not today. Yeah, Um, of course. Everybody can relate to that impulse, so I wanted to make sure they knew exactly what I was talking about. And
1: it's like, yeah, Bruno Mars did a good job with Lazy Day, or Lazy Song, or whatever, but I actually like this one a lot more because it's just like, I think it's the fact that it's got the vibes of punk rock that makes me happier.
3: (laughs) But uh, other times, you know, I pick up thing. I picked up a lot from Fizzy, um, my old singer, uh, from all my producers over the years, we've been to Seattle a couple times, and California twice to work with Jeff, and... I just pick up little things here and there, and I think that's the subconscious stuff that I don't even realize that I'm doing, that yeah. i picked up, like, oh, I subconsciously remember him telling me something about this, and now I've just kind of incorporated that into my own style. Yeah. So it kind of just comes to this hybrid, just my style now, I guess. I just yeah. take little pieces from No, and that's, that's, that's awesome, because so, there,
1: I feel like if it's not an organic evolution, it is a sellout. It's a yeah, cop-out. It's out. not, if, it's, you, it's just, just, not if, you. As long as you're
3: being genuine, I feel like you can't sell out.
1: Yeah, and I can for the longest time I thought fallout boy were sellouts. I thought they were, I genuinely was like these guys sold out, but now I think about it. I'm like, no, these guys just, this is how they write music yep. and they're super cool. And I, I can really enjoy their music. Once I finally got over this mm-hmm. idiocy in my head that these guys that I, sold out, you yep. know? And, and once I finally realized and understood this evolution, um, which once again, uh, another with Amberlin, one of my favorite bands of all time, you know, the evolution of their music. Yeah. It was something that that was kind of like how I started understanding how bands evolve. Cause, um, yellow card did it. A lot of my favorite bands, yellow cards evolution was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And looking back when I was initially in the evolution, I'm like, Oh man, paper walls. What are you doing, man? What's going on here? You know? And now I look back and I'm like, Oh crap, that was a fantastic album. Yeah. Phenomenal album. And so I, I can definitely appreciate that. And I think it's awesome. Um, especially where like, Um, I mean, you guys are what, like 29, 30? That's nice of (laughs) you. I mean, but you've still got lots of time is basically what I'm saying. There's a lot of time to still pursue this. And I think that's awesome that, um, that that's kind of like where you are and, and it, it means that there's a huge future, which makes me excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I mean that, that definition, right. It's subjective what that future is. Right. But I think I, in terms of what I'm saying is there's a future with, I mean, fizzy, you're writing music still, you guys are still going to make music and you're still going to, to put your heart and soul into it, which as it evolves, it may turn into something completely different mm-hmm. and you may have to adapt a different name. But the coolest thing to me is that it's still at your core. Right. And so for me, I, uh, I'm just curious, you said you came from metal music, Justin. Yeah. Um, yeah. how did you, how did you make that leap? Cause this is, this is very <laughs> interesting to me. I, um, for one of my, one of my interviews, I interviewed, um, a guy from a, a metal band called monument of a memory. I've never been a huge metal listener. Like the extent that I went was like, was like a tray you. And like, as I lay dying, which is like the hardest I ever went. Mm. But now I'm like one of my best friends, uh, Cam, he, uh, he's huge into metal. And so I, I've tried to pick his brain and figure out like what he sees and what he's looking for. And, and I'm like, seeing him try to jump to pop punk music is just funny to me. It's like, it's like comical to me. So I'm trying to figure out what made you take that jump.
2: Yeah. Um, so funny enough, it was actually also about eight or nine years ago. Um, I incidentally linked up with fizzy through a guitarist named Chad, um, who was in an old metal band of mine. And he's uh-huh. like, Hey, I'm in like this alternative pop punk kind of deal. It was called mess of me. At the okay. Time. Um, and they're like, Hey, we need a drummer. And I was like, alternative, fine. And stuff. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. And I had a lot of fun. Uh, I'm still to this day super proud of the EP re-release. Like, it was a lot of fun doing it, and I sort of just kind of got in there and did my own thing and realized what I wasn't maybe doing so well genre-wise yeah. and realized where there was a lot of cool crossover that could make the sound kind of unique, and then it just sort of went from there, and then as it turns out from there, Fizzy kind of pulled me into LaRusso a couple years later. I was just supposed to fill in. And that's then cool. I just sort of landed in LaRusso full time after that. That's I mean, cool. It was definitely hard in the beginning taming him down.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's not enough double bass. <laughs> yeah. Singing, like, a sweet love song and he'd be like, "Dude, I need a splash symbol <laughs> in this." That's
1: that's funny cuz it's it really is it's it's so cool to me because um Obviously, when you're coming together as a band, you have to have similarities. You have to have at least some form, like, semblance of, like, all right, we want relatively the same sound, relatively the same idea. But the fact is, I'm sure, I mean, especially with what I've, I'm gathering here, like, you are a metal listener. You're huge into a lot of, like, the, the very raw, organic, acoustic. You and I are very into pop punk, like, mm-hmm. true yep. True, yep. fueled by ramen and right. and through drive-through records. records, just like yep. pop punk, punk rock. Oh yeah. And so, so how do you guys come together and decide what? Because we talked about your individual evolution of music, but how do you guys come together and say, okay, this is what the band is going to sound like?
3: Well, I think we don't even really have to make that decision. It just, you know, his metal drum, which you can kind of hear still in a lot of yeah. Songs. I mean, I think I, think I caught awesome. that it's-
1: in that in that um, that one song. I, just based the name of it but um where i was talking to you about how like that is i i felt like a lot of drums because i did hear a little the, the, you know a little bit of the double yep. bass a little Probably bit of the kind of upbeat
3: yeah yep and then you know having fizzy's you know how he plays guitar and and kind of my the roots where i'm like yeah power chords everything and just- <laughs> yeah I think we don't even have to say it. When Once it comes together, you know, we'll be honest with you. Like, oh, I like that. I don't like that. Maybe try this. Maybe try this. We're really open-minded, and it's very easy to be very wholly, genuinely creative with these guys. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it good. And that's you know, huge. We don't have to say, you know, this needs to be a yellow card song. It's just their influence is their part, and we all end up liking it. And it comes Which together, I and think, that's LaRusso's sound.
1: I think that makes it sound cooler. Agreed. Yeah. Because. Uh, Because instead of saying, all right, because this is what my problem was when I wrote music back when I was in high school was I was like, I wanted to sound like so and so. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it was Yellow Card or it was um, like uh, the Summer Obsession was a big band I got into for a long time. And I wanted to like take these things and I wanted to find out the chords they played and use those chords. And I was just like looking back, it's like. So what I was doing was I was trying to be a cover artist while writing my own words to a cover like to their song. And so I think it's really (laughs) cool seeing how um, and this kind of goes back to what you were talking about with the producer is it's now a collaborative effort. And when you get these different genres, different styles and different um, inspirations and you put them together it becomes a beautiful soup that tastes delicious, Absolutely. right? <laughs> yeah. And
3: everybody has their stake in it. You know, that everyone has their ownership of that song. This song turned out this well because of this part that I wrote. And I love that. Yeah. I've never liked, I've you know, LaRusso has, has had a dynamic in the past before. It was like, this is the song, play these parts that I wrote, and that's it. And it's fun, but, you know, it gets really old and it gets boring. I'm like, I don't want to play your songs. I want to play
2: our songs.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and I think a lot oh, yeah. of
2: it comes down to, like, how I think we individually all listen to music too. Cause like you bring up that like this whole idea of I was just trying to be a cover artist thing, but I think there's like some legitimacy to taking elements from the music we listen. I mean, everyone in the band listens to pretty much everything on the spectrum somewhere. And there's been so many times where it's like, I don't want to copy this, but I like the idea here. I like the mentality here. I, I heard this and it inspired me to kind of, add this into a song in my yeah. own way and, and I
1: think I think when I when I was cause I agree I, I think what I was when I was saying that I'm, I was like literally taking the chords in the same order you know third eye blind jumper I'm taking those chords and I'm changing the words right <laughs> yeah. that's kinda what I was talking about empty yeah. apartment I'm taking those chords mm-hmm. I'm and it's like granted those are chords that everyone uses a C to a G to a D you know it's like the same chords A minor F like, there are chords that everyone uses right there on the base of the neck. It's just everyone uses those. But it was the fact that I didn't take the inspiration and, and create something. It was I took the inspiration. Oh, just one second, guys. Sorry.
2: Take your time. Away,
4: away, away from
2: here. Can't wait to hear the recorded outtakes of physiology <laughs> <me> in
4: between. <laughs> hey. it's songs one two three four one two <laughs> three four three, four.
2: I'll
3: let me try I've had to fart for so long but I'm not going to not I podcast, hope he puts that in the podcast not on the podcast and not someone else's home well maybe in someone else's home but not in the podcast <laughs>
0: Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening and I apologize for the abrupt ending. It was a family emergency, didn't get to finish the interview. It was a a little bit jarring for me with the emergency, but everything's okay. If you are curious to know, everything's fine, but I will get these guys back on and it'll be awesome. So stay tuned for next week's episode and until then, you guys have an awesome, awesome time.